Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Mic check, mic check. <clears throat> Whoops. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Forgive me if there's a little bit of a sound difference or even a look difference. Still trying to uh, test out new uh, green screen uh, methods and I'm also transferring into a new studio. So bear with me on that end. Um, today we are discussing Manifest. Now, Manifest is one of these shows that has bounced around from, I think it's like a, like a CNBC, or, well, sorry, not CNBC, but just NBC from um, Netflix all the way from all these different types of uh, distributors and stuff like that. So I've been kind of following it along mostly from word of mouth and either people are loving it or people are hating it. And... I was like, all right, well, if it's number one on Netflix for at least the last two weeks, it's got to have some sort of merit um, or entertainment value. So I at least had to check out a few of the episodes. So I can't promise how many episodes we're going to cover in this uh, review. It will, might mark it as just uh, episode one with a little dash of what we think about the next few episodes as well. But we'll also leave it um, with a spoiler free spoiler section review so for this little bit we're going to talk about this show in spoiler free as if you have not seen the episodes and uh, have no idea what i'm talking about so um manifest is an american supernatural drama television series created by jeff rakey or rake i'm not really sure uh, sorry mr rake um it premiered september 24th in 2018 uh, on NBC. It centers on the passengers and the crew of a commercial airliner who suddenly reappear after being presumed dead for more than five years. It stars Mel- Melissa Roxborough, Josh Dallas, uh, Athena Kathakanis, J.R. Ramirez, Luna Blaez, Jack Mancina, uh, Parv Maroon, sorry, Parverin, sorry, I'm gonna all these names. I'm I'm sorry if I'm murdering any of these names or you know, the fine fine people. You know, Matt Long and Holly Taylor. So, <laughs> in October 2018, NBC ordered further episodes for the first season and subsequently renewed the show for a second season that aired in 2020 and again for a third in 2021. So it looks like NBC had their hands on this for at least the first three seasons. Um, in June 2021, the season was canceled after three seasons. After the first two seasons, uh, streaming on Netflix rose to number one on 
uh, Nielsen. I think that's like a, a viewers a viewership list. Um, however, NBC and uh, and Netflix entered nego- into negotiations to continue the series. So after the success it found on Netflix, which is what happens with a lot of series, um, I believe this is kind of like what happened with. Uh, Breaking Bad at one point. Breaking Bad really wasn't that popular until it was put on from AMC to Netflix. And Netflix allowed people to binge it and realize, holy shit, this is a fucking awesome series. Um, I think I might have been one of those people that had hopped onto the Netflix series a little bit late. Um, Sorry, the Breaking Bad series a little bit late as well. So I wanted to check out what this manifest television show was. And so from what I could tell, you know, a group of people are on an airplane and when they touch down after a little bit of turbulence, they realize they've been in the air for five years. I'm like, oh my fuck, like this is ridiculous, you know? So that's a cool concept in its in its own. Um, we have uh, composer Danny Lux um, on the music, which, you know, I, I wasn't going to say anything, you know, good or bad about it, you know, it's there. Um Executive producer. This is where I I was really like, wow, this is pretty impressive to have behind the scenes is um, Robert Zemeckis and Jack. Uh, I don't know who Jack Rapke is, but um, oh, he is a producer on Castaway, so he he's worked with Robert Zemeckis before. Um, so having you know some big names behind this is uh, is promising for the show, but you know they're not exactly directing anything, so it's not like they're necessarily um on set day to day so um this uh most of the television is between 40 and 50 minutes you know give or take how long the episode is but it it is um a solid 40 minute show generally um so the premise is montego air flight 828 from jamaica to new york city uh experiences a brief period of severe turbulence when they land at Stewart International Airport in uh, Newburgh, New York City. Um, the 19, sorry, the 191 passengers and crew learned from NASA director Robert Vance that over five and a half years have passed while they're in the air, during which time they are presumed dead as they rejoin the society The passengers... Okay, so we've had some promising behind-the-scenes producers on here. What do we have? Robert Zemeckis. We have uh, Jack Rapke. He's the, uh, these are two guys that were responsible for some castaway work. Um, let me see if they have anybody else on there. Uh, Tom Hanks was actually a producer on that as well. Um, but I think those were the two main individuals that were on castaway that are joining us for um manifest so along with manifest there are a lot of other types of television shows that are similar to like lost in that sense and that was the first thing that came to my mind when i was thinking about it i was like okay so instantly this is going to be like some sort of lost ripoff puzzle box gotta figure out what what's the deal what's the deal with these uh different passengers and stuff like that just 110 different things you know so the premise is the montego air flight 828 from jamaica to new york city experiences a brief period of severe turbulence when they land at stewart international airport in newark uh 
New York, sorry, Newborough, New York, the 191 passengers and the crew learned from the NSA director, Robert Vance, that over five and a half years have passed since they were in the air. During, the, during that time, they were all presumed dead. And so we've seen this actually happen in real life where just like an airplane will go like straight up missing. I, the one that comes to mind was the one in, in Malaysia, I believe. They had like a lot of people just go straight up missing on an air flight. And I believe that certain either sometimes the airplane commercial flights were like shot down and like uh, on accident or something like that. Or they experienced something and they get, got on a crash and they go into the ocean and we can't find them. And then all we have is like the black box when we find it. It's like, uh, there's always this like layer of mystery, but, um, yeah, so that's what this is, except for they were, the, the thing is they were in the air, what felt like a normal flight, except for the rest of the world, uh, experienced five years faster, you know, or, or was sped up to five years. And so, um, and it just felt like a normal flight to them. So it's a pretty intriguing um, premise on itself. I'm not going to lie. So as they rejoin society, the passengers begin to face the fact that their lives and the loved ones are not the same as they once were. Um, while they also begin to experience, uh, these types of things, they have like these experiences that happen to them that are kind of in a realm of like supernatural in a way. Um, so there is very interesting, um, layers of, plot threads, premise, uh, storytelling throughout this show. Now, I can see why this show is popular in, in the way that it is. The reason that it is this popular is because of the format of the puzzle box, of the of the way it's formatted. You know, they have all these different characters. We want to learn all these different stories and what's making them tick and why they're on the flight and what's uh, the repercussions of that as well. So, um, yeah, with saying all that... Um, you know, let's continue this, these roughly 40 to 50 minute apps. Alright, so here is the plot to the first episode, uh, in case anyone's wondering what's going on and what's uh, the premise of the first episode, just, you, you kind of got an idea that it's the supernatural thing slash time, time loop type thing going on, we're not really sure, um, definitely some sci-fi, some fiction, sorry, sci-fi fiction, and, um, yeah, it's a it's a puzzle box, but you know, my my personal take is it still has that layer in cinematography and sheen of the a single camera, 
you know, this person talks, this person answers, this person talks, this person answers. There's not much in the realm of really interesting cinematography in this um, season, or, or sorry, in this first couple episodes, especially this first episode. Um, I originally, it is very much like, a, you know, puzzle of the week, and it's like, you know, they're experiencing something and then they have to figure out what they're experiencing and how it affects the overall plot and it feels a little bit formulaic in that way and i did notice a few times when i was watching these the episode at least by the second or third episode they are and they are wanting the they want you to guess they want you to like guess along with this you know uh, in a visual puzzle that they have going on in the story but the problem is i the the writing the writing is very subserious in a way that I don't think they understand how serious they're coming off as, and no one can tell a joke. No one's. It's very. Uh, I would have said overly dramatic in some some scenarios, but that's just me personally. I I, I, I can see some people getting really interested in this season, and even in this ep- episode one, it's got a, a, a great hook, um, especially for not exactly a lost ripoff but a kind of another layer of using a, a group of people on an airplane and something crazy happens to them you know so here's that first episode um yeah so i would i would only recommend this season i won't i haven't watched this full first season but i would only recommend this first full season if you know that you're going into it that it's not the best it's not the most impressive stuff you've ever seen it is a little bit cringy here and there and i also found it in a way it's like a feel-good porn okay so this was something i've been describing away so there's this guy that went really viral on all the porn sites or something like that for like telling it was just like a video of him telling people that you know that they matter and it was like very feel-good type stuff it was not even sexual at all the guy ended up going viral i don't remember his name but the guy ended up like uh you know becoming a millionaire or something like that for just telling people they felt good and i mean there's a market for that and it kind of felt like that this season this show specifically has parts of it that feel like they uh, they're telling the audience things that you want to hear you know oh you've always mattered to me or you have always wanted you there or you know things you wouldn't normally always say to um you know to whomever you know your your spouse your loved one your your daughter, your, your 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 brother, you know, all these things that you wish you would have said. It feels like this show is trying to get, is letting, is them telling you, almost like a proxy. Um, you know, it's feel good. Feel good TV in a way. With a puzzle layered into it. So, yeah. Here is the plot. I'm fighting a big-ass fucking uh, air conditioning, so y'all let me know if y'all hear that. I'm trying to muffle as much of the sound as I can, and I just don't want to fucking wait. I just want to talk about this stuff, so... Alright, so here is season one. And if you see me talking out the side of my mouth like this, it's not because I got something wrong with me or I had some sort of mental problem. Um, <laughs> it, like, uh, like a stroke or something. Uh, it, it's because my mic is to the left. Side salad. 
<laughs> my buddies will, will get that one. You know, if you, if you just wanted a, a fresh side salad or side salad, you know, and you know, not not to dismiss the people who talk like this. You know, some people from you know certain places. Hey, I'm walking here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I talk out the side of my mouth a lot. So uh, this is uh, with reason, though, because my mic is you know had a duty. So, um, yeah, this it should be keyed out, too. There's a big glob of a green screen trying to block this mic right now, so uh, hopefully it works. So, Season 1, Episode 1 of the pilot of, uh, uh, of the, no, the pilot of um, Manifest. On April 20, sorry, April 7th, 2013, Montego Air Flight... 828 from Jamaica to New York City experiences a brief period of severe turbulence. When they land, they are diverted to Stewart International Airport in Newborough, New York. The passengers and crew learn that their date is November 4th, 2018. Over five and a half years have passed and while they are in the air. Police officer Michelle Michelle learns that uh, her mother has died and her fiancé Jared has married her best friend. Oh my, you know, that's uh, that's not good, um, especially with the mother thing. Um, she begins hearing a voice. This is when we're going to start to get into spoilers, so just to give everyone a warning. If you haven't seen this first episode, we're going to talk about spoilers for this first episode. Um, she begins hearing a voice that guides her to save a child from being um, hit by a bus, and then eventually to rescue two abducted girls. Um and I gotta say, straight off the bat, it's not this, like, quote-unquote religious overtone that's clearly happening through this. It's like, you know, there's this, you know, kind of guidance that's happening to these people that have experienced this A28 flight. Um, so I'm not going to, like, say anything bad about that. I'm not trying to say, you know, the religious angle is not what I'm feeling in this. It's the feeling of, like, this, quote-unquote, what they're eventually going to call it a calling. I don't think that that's too much of a spoiler in these next few episodes. They're going to call it something that's going to be called a calling that they do question it, but not to the point where, where it always has something to do with the story. It's like they think that the calling has something to do with the actual flight and the mystery around it. And that's fun and good and dandy. But this first episode is showing this calling just as, it's just like helping random people and it's a little bit like random it's like okay so they experienced this weird flight and now they're having like these premonitions of like you know kids being kidnapped and uh you know where to save them plus all of this you know side stuff um of you know trying to help people all of a sudden it's like okay that's uh kind of a cool premise but also it has nothing to do with the overarching plot which is not exactly interesting for me as a viewer it's just kind of showing the the tactical nature of the calling um but i'm like okay i'll get with it and at this point i'm like all right it is a little bit uh soapy a little bit dramatic and you know i don't want to put my 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 foot down too bad on it you know i can I, I could really go in and say, you know, the cinematography is just completely dull. There's no camera work. It's it's straight, straight A, B, A, B camera. It's, you know, this person says someone, this said, this one person reacts. You know, this person says something, this person reacts. You know, it's very uh, generic in that point. I'm not going to go through that and say that because um, I think it's it, it does its job for uh, a cable 
uh, cable show, you know, and it's clearly gotten what it said, it's two, over 10 million viewers on um, prime time. So, it, you know, NBC's obviously got something on their hands. Um, it's kind of surprising that they canceled it after three seasons, considering it had 10 million starting off the gate, but I guess it might have just fallen off um, too much. So, um, continuing on with this first episode, medical researcher Sanvi, uh, who's one of my favorite characters in this, learns that uh, her work has helped uh, to save hundreds of pediatric cancer patients while she was gone. And I gotta say, it is interesting to see the lives of these people like continue on, and that like the work of this person is uh, she's not there to see what what happened, but it is interesting to see her reaction to how she's able to save so many kids and all this. That's excellent and i love that uh that concept it kind of felt a little bit like this feels like a a little bit like a black mirror slash twilight zone episode that's just like elongated into a, a series in a way you know not not in a bad way but just in a way that I was just like hmm um you know is this going to be able to, to sustain itself um as a series so um but storylines like that i enjoyed um Michelle's uh, nephew Cal is her name. Michelle, I, did I, did I get that name right? Uh, her na- her nephew Cal, who is uh, suffering from terminal cancer, was also on flight eight two eight. He's a young boy. Um, he okay. So I believe Cal has a, a twin sister at that point before the flight, and they decide to go. They or take separate flights and his sister and his mother go on an earlier flight or something like that um and they get home earlier thus his twin sister ends up becoming five years older than him and it's like this shocking age difference between these people and how these people have you know the repercussions of not being there for five years people move on people have different lives people are completely different they have different um uh, point of views and stuff like that there's so much that happens in that five-year span especially um from a young formative uh, age i enjoyed the the cold callousness of how you know your cow <laughs> cold callousness the how cow was reacting to his uh his his fr- all of his friends his sister his family everyone has grown up without him and he's uh, he feels a little bit left behind, and I, I, I enjoy, I don't enjoy, but I, I appreciate them showing that, um, uh, that experience to a way, you know, I don't, I don't think it's like anything remarkable, but it's like, I'm glad that they're giving the perspective of the kid, the perspective of the doctor, the perspective of the cop, the perspective of the medical examiner, you know, we're getting all these different perspectives of what has happened. And, uh, of course, that's interesting. That's why, that's kind of why the hook of Lost was so good. They had, uh, and they pretty much dedicated, uh, an episode per person. And you would follow each person in each episode and kind of figure out what their backstory was slash what they're going through at the main, at the main time. So there's this, um, back and forth nature of learning about this character, um, from different perspectives and different time periods. Um, so yeah, by all, by all means, it, there's a reason that the, the formula of, you know, having a bunch of people on a, uh, 
on an island or a bunch of people on an airplane and something happened to them and you know learning about them is interesting they normally they have interesting backstories so it allows them to have some of the most interesting writing now i now that doesn't say that the, the writing is going to be the most interesting but the story might be um so uh, cal the younger boy that didn't end up aging he came back with his father um and his uh, and his aunt and by the time he's back there um let me see he is a candidate for the uh, the cancer treatment that was originally not available several years ago, which is remarkable to think about. It's like, um, you know, how many people are probably suffering from things that if they could just hop in a, a, a time uh, a time tube or a, an airplane that takes them five years into the future and they could get that medical treatment. It's, it's just kind of remarkable to think about, you know, the lives that could be saved if we could transport people to the future. I mean, it's a completely different uh, topic, but um, I, it is something to think about. So, hmm. um, so he's um, also experiencing headaches and hearing voices. Um, Michelle is, uh, sorry, is it Michaela or Michelle? Huh? I gotta figure this out. Michaels. Michaels, is her name Michael? Okay, I I'm, I'll figure out her name by the next time I, I podcast. <laughs> I, I guess Michael. I don't remember her name, Michael. Michelle. I'm saying Michelle. Uh, her her brother Ben and the rest of the returning passengers and the crew are drawn to the airship where the plane is parked. Um, and by by hearing all the voices and stuff like that, as they look on, the plane explodes. So, if you think about that, in um, when they first touch down, I appreciate all of the government, the army, everybody coming in and saying, where the fuck have you been? And them running all these tests, them asking all these questions. The only thing is, I don't feel like the people were really acting like they had been gone for five years. You know, they didn't, because they didn't really feel like it, but they weren't like begging to see their family immediately and, um, and, and kind of figure out what's going on and kind of gear their bearings. There is a, a um, a montage of them getting all interviewed the pilot some people are kind of funny and a little bit like you know what the fuck is going on and other people are just like Whoa, you know just not even reacting to the the situation and i felt like there's either an underreacting or there's overreacting and there wasn't really this layer of you know uh being able to relate that much i i felt like there was only a handful or a select few of people that were you could really relate to in this um, series, at least for this first episode. I think it kind of improves as it goes on. I will say that most of the um, people of color are kind of relegated to their general, uh, you know, stereotypes of always having to be either from other countries. They, they, they're not really the main center or, or main uh, center of uh, the story that much, at least for this first few episodes. Um, I will say there is an episode a little bit further down the road. It's a little bit uh, not problematic. I, I, problematic sounds like I, I got upset, but I was just like, it's not my favorite interpretation, you know. Um, and 
Let me think anything else. Um, like I said, I hear some people are loving this, some people are hating this, some people are in between, some people haven't finished it and I've only watched a little bit. Um, it's one of those shows that you could probably, you know, watch and almost keep on in the background as you're doing something and kind of come back to it so it's not, it doesn't require your full attention because it feels like they, like, show a reveal of the puzzle and then they have to say the reveal. So if you don't see it immediately or understand what's going on, they pretty much, like, spell it out for you for... Um, you know, for the people that are like, wait, what? You know, may, maybe me with names, <laughs> you know, if they, uh, uh, they might need to do that a few times. But um, generally, I can understand the, the puzzle and the premise. So, yeah, with having the plane explode, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult for, you know, the government, this, like, overarching government agency of people that are, are trying to follow all of these different people um, through their lives, which it's like wait why it's it and i will say i i don't think it's a spoiler to say that you know there's like one or two um uh scenes i think within the, the second or third episode maybe that they just they have people and scientists uh, they have so you know scientists and uh people that are in the government they're they're trying to discuss you know and figure out what happened with this plane and having some sort of um uh, economic uh, response to it or government response to it you know they they're concerned about is it uh, a foreign weapon did they do it on purpose is it, are they being tested you know i i um i enjoy that type of talk and i think that's my favorite part of the show and that's the most the most important thing that's keeping me intrigued in it and having uh 16 episodes in the first season at 40 minutes each is a little bit hefty looks like the viewership was cut in half by the end of that starting at 10 million at the first episode and then whittling down all the way to 5 million at the end and then uh, i'm seeing i'm seeing that the average viewership dwindled for um the last three seasons it just doesn't feel like um they would be able to sustain three seasons of this with 16 episodes but i would have said the same thing about lost if it was if it was just now coming out um lost did a tremendous job at uh the pacing of it and having you know what felt like i felt like there was people that were having a good time I, the, the biggest problem of manifest in my problem is in my opinion is um, it doesn't feel like people are having a good time. I, uh, even with how uh, the extreme uh, circumstances that they they were put under in that um, in that show, those characters were put under, it felt like they managed to have characters that were able to have laugh or they were able to have a good time in some places. So that's my biggest thing. And um, kind of looking at you know the, the direction and writing, it's there are different directors and different writers. Jeff Rake is the uh, seems to be one of the main writers in the first two episodes, but overall, I don't see anybody that is the same director nor writer. So it kind of feels like a little bit jumbled, jumbled in that sense, which. Um, I wouldn't say that I could necessarily feel all that, but there's not like this level of cohesiveness that I normally like in my my uh, television and, and my television watching and whatnot. So, um, yeah, thus I think we depart. Um, let me see. Okay, so yeah, why does the first episode say, um, what is her name? Michelle. It's not Michelle, I think it's Melissa, because I'm seeing Melissa in the 
Maine. So I'm sorry I said Mich Michelle or whatever the hell in the first thing. I think her name is Melissa Roxborough. Oh, Melissa Roxborough is her, her... Oh, okay, so it is Michelle, Michelle Stone. Okay, so Melissa Roxborough is the actress. Sorry, I'm a little slow. Um, slow to, on the come up right now. So, um, yeah, so... Yeah, there is this, like, uh, you know, uh, over-dramatization in some scenarios and, you know, kind of this layer of predictability. But I will say, you know, despite all of that, um, I'm kind of enjoying it a little bit. I'm going to try to finish the first season and give my full review at the very end just to have it all concise. But... That's overarching what I'm feeling with Manifest. It's not, you know, necessarily blowing blowing my socks off or anything like that. But I'm having a good time. Um, kind of just having it on the background as I edit or something like that. It's not, like, capturing my full attention. It doesn't require your full attention. And it's uh, clean enough where you technically, I think you could have the full family um, watch this. It's not really dirty at all. I don't, I don't hardly any cussing, so it's... Um, you know, very base, base level. If your family can watch the Marvel movies, then you can watch this. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so far, I honestly feel like it's not even as dark as Lost, um, at least these first few episodes. And I've seen up to, like, episode nine, I think. Um, but I won't give anything away, just, um, you know, it, it does kind of follow the same formula in the first few episodes, you know, the calling, the puzzle, the figuring out of the backstories of these characters, and then them dealing with the repercussions of um, being gone for five years, which I think is one of the most interesting parts about it. Um, but yeah, so there's different layers that you'll, there's different reasons that uh, people will come to this uh check this series out but um let me know what you thought about manifest let me know what you thought about the review let me know if this fucking air conditioning was just out of out of proportion i'm gonna try to master it to try to tweak it and everything to make sure it doesn't sound too bad and i've also got this um new green screen setup i'm trying to uh fix out of fix i've been working on the keying and i've been seeing just i've not been happy with the, the stuff that it's been um produced on on the king side so i'm gonna work on the green screen stuff and i'm gonna work on the podcasting stuff and um yeah check out all the other podcasts that we've uh released um we have movie reviews we have you can just click the full playlist on youtube and watch all the reviews i think there's over 100 movie reviews ready for you to listen um we have um, some movies, uh, sorry, some reviews on um, tune shows, such as uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I loved watching that first season, and I watched it um, first season all the way through, gave first um, episode review and um, the first season uh, finale review as well. We've checked out Black Widow on um, the, the Disney Plus, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, freaking um, Sue Disney, um, it, that's some crazy stuff, uh, check out the Aftercast if you want to check out some behind the scenes of the podcast and, um, non-specific television and movie talk, um, that's Aftercast, and you'll be, can, you can check all this out live on Twitch, you can check out the video on YouTube, you can check out the SoundCloud for it mastered, you can get this all early, you could have been listening to this and watching this early on patreon.com slash look it out podcast, if you want to, uh, support donate podcast with us or you know just talk to us whatever um, email us whatever you want to do look at our podcast at gmail.com um and you can also check out our website look at our podcast.com
Thank you for listening, watching, look at our podcast. Take it easy.